Another week. Uh, this was the most glorious weekend of the year, as always. NFL Draft Weekend. Uh, we had a pretty successful live stream uh, over the couple days of the draft here. I am joined, as you can see on screen if you're watching this on YouTube, with uh, Eric and Hollywood. How's it going, fellas? Good, and you? Going well. How about you, Hollywood? Uh, I'm tired of the rain. Tired of the rain? Yeah. It rained all day here. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on here. But anyway, we uh, are going to take a look at the draft. The draft it was the weekend's news. Everything about the draft happened we have lots of stuff to discuss. We have a lot of questions to discuss and things to go over. Uh, Daryl, besides the draft, was there any news to pass along? No. No. Okay, then. So, we'll just jump right into some of the things. <laughs> Obviously, the draft was this weekend, starting on Thursday night. Uh, a few studs drafted night one. Uh, day two saw a little bit more in the stud department getting drafted. And day three even brought some production here for your IDP rosters, but most of your day one and day two guys is who you want to focus on, especially early in your drafts. Don't overdraft these day three guys because most of the time they're special teams role players. So we had a few questions uh, up that we'll get to those first. Then we'll kind of go over some of our thoughts about the draft. Um, Daryl, what's the first question you got over there? All right, our first question is from our buddy Peter. Uh, he wants to know, since the Vikings drafted three defensive ends and they haven't re-signed Everson Griffin, is one of those rookies likely to be awesome? Uh, no, and there's a good chance Everson Griffin does go back because I don't know. He could. I don't know if there's a big market for him and, you know, why not go back to Minnesota unless, you know, there were some issues mm -hmm. there that you know, wanted to avoid. Uh, the three men in question, uh, one of the actually looks like he might be a defensive tackle. He was announced as a defensive tackle, James Lynch mm -hmm. from Baylor. Uh, DJ Wonham is one and Kenny Wilkies uh, or Wilkies from Michigan state was the other, uh, Wonham was drafted first, and the Willikies was drafted, in, I think, round six. Um, I don't see any of these guys making a huge impact 
I, I think you're more likely to see Anthony Barr or Troy Dye step up and have more sacks and more pass rush. What do you guys think? Yeah. I, I think Will Keys is your is the best defensive end that they drafted. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to do a whole lot. Like you said, they may still re-sign Everson Griffin. So, yeah, it depends on the price point for for Griffin too. If 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 they see that he wants too much, or or if there was some issues down the road, you know, then you could see them re-signing. But right. <clears throat> yep, uh, I pretty much agreed. So I wouldn't buy into these guys. I wouldn't overdraft these guys. I mean, Willikies, I would probably take with the seventh round pick as a shot in the dark. Um, I, I don't really see him being a superstar or anything. Um, but you never know. Some of these guys do come out of nowhere to produce. Um, but I, I would... Um, if Fetty... Not a Fetty. That's the offensive tackle. Um <laughs> You guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, the the, yeah. the guy that kind of kicked out. Hedebo. Um, <clears throat> Does that sound right? I'm confusing. Yeah, I'm butchering the name, first of all, and confusing it. Um, but, yeah, that guy um, who had, I think he had six or seven sacks last year, I think is the guy that's going to be the guy that steps up in Griffin's role if they don't re-sign somebody. Um, I did like that Troy Die signing. Um, or, or draft pick. You think he fell, though, Daryl? Why do you? Why do you think? Where do you think he should have been yeah, drafted? Third round. I thought he would have went. Yeah, that's kind of where I had him graded. I thought somebody would take him in the third round. I, I thought fourth round was pretty appropriate. He was like mid mid fourth round. So I don't know. A lot of these guys, you know, we thought we we're going to get drafted, didn't so. Mm-hmm. I think you saw yeah. a lot less small schools represented here, which hurt a lot of yeah. prospects around the country. Because if you look, the SEC dominated the again. picks again. I mean, the SEC yeah. is good quality yep. players coming out of there, but the fact that most of it was, you know, let's take all the Clemson guys, let's take all the LSU guys, all the Alabama guys. It seems like uh, the scouts just kind of watch the big games. They didn't want to do the, the in-depth scouting they might do if they were on the road. Was there what, five or six LSU guys in the first round alone? I think it was five. Maybe it might have been six. Or four, like 14 in all. They tied Ohio State in 2005 or four, I think it was, with that. Um, Eric, your Carolina Panthers set a record for only drafting defensive players in a draft. Yep, yes. first time. Since, like, <laughs> hey, yeah, they they saw a need and they filled it. Uh, you know, he, I don't he, mind it. You got an yeah. offensive-minded head coach. He says, "I got enough weapons to run my offense," and decides to dump yep. it into the defense that struggled um, Hor- horribly last year. Yeah, it's surprised to see them not take a linebacker. Do you think they're just happy with Shaq Thompson? And I th- I think so. I think they see Shaq Thompson. I mean, they just signed him to a contract extension too. Yeah. Um, they just they did sign um, Whitehead to yeah. um, from from the Raiders. Not impressed with it, but maybe somewhat serviceable. But now they got a, a new defensive line. It seems so. 
you know, maybe they won't need him as much. I don't He's not great in coverage, though, so. Uh, yeah, and I did some digging on the new, I think it's Phil Snow. This is the guy, the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Yep. Did some digging. We still don't know what kind of defense they're going to run. They're not having nope. OTAs, so it's going to be late July, August, before we find out where these guys might be slotted. Um, at Baylor, most recently, he ran a three-three-five scheme, which is kind of like a three-four. So, yeah, they uh, have they have it they have it set on here as a a three-four. Yeah, right now with Weatherly and Short on the outside, Derek Brown in the middle. Yeah, which disappoints me because I want Burns as an end. Um, I agree, that would be pretty cool too. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can move K1, you can move short to inside with Brown, and then you'd have Weatherly and Burns on the outside. So I I think, like I right. said, I think like we, I had talked about earlier, that they could play a combo of. Well, I think that's what Phil Snow, when he was hired, initially said that he's going to run a hybrid. It's not going to yep. be, you know. And most defenses nowadays are, are nickel defenses most of the time because three receiver sets are pretty normal, especially yep. in the NFC South. Falcons, Saints, and the Bucks are all going to be running three receivers a majority of the time. Yep. Daryl, what's our next question? What do we got? All right. So our buddy Calvin uh, wants to know the top IDP rookie picks and where they landed. Um and then he's got a second question. Which veterans lost the most value? All right. So uh, Calvin joined us on the live cast on Thursday and on Friday. Uh, so shout out to Calvin there. And thanks for the question. Uh, so I think I have this top five just overall guys and where they uh, landed. That's, yeah, that's what I'm going with. All right. So my top five as far as IDP goes young. Chase Young is, is Number one, head and shoulders above the rest. I got Patrick Queen at two, Simmons at three, Murray at four, and Caleb on Chase on at five. And real quick, I'm not going to go into huge detail, but I mean, Young's dominant. Queen, I think, landed in the best position uh, ever. He basically landed in the sweet spot when it comes to uh places baltimore needed an inside linebacker so badly that they drafted two of them and you know that was basically queen's opportunity is there to what dan had i have chase young at one i have isaiah simmons at two uh going to arizona which i didn't even see coming i just did not see that happening and i've got logan wilson at three patrick queen at four and then i've got daryl taylor at five nice yeah mine's kind of a mixture of both yours i do have um chase young as my number one followed by patrick queen isaiah simmons i was kind of surprised he you know he actually fell to arizona where i really thought carolina was gonna was going to take them and i mean I'd have been, I was fine with either guy, but figured they wanted to replace Keekly, but I'm good with it either way. Anyway, and uh, then I have <laughs> uh, Murray, 
as four, and then I also have Levain, Levain, Chase on as number five as well. I just like I just like where he landed with uh, um, him on one side and um, Josh Allen on the other side. And, and Yannick Ngakwe, as of right now, he's still a Jaguar. He's still there too. So he's probably not going to play for them again, but he is nope. still on the roster right now. Yep. Um, so it's interesting. We, we mentioned Simmons. Um, one of the questions that we got from uh, Justin Jones, uh, actually, yes, Justin Jones. How will Isaiah Simmons be used in Arizona, and what can we expect? I guess the short answer is I don't know what to expect. I don't know about you guys. I'm not the defensive coordinator for the Cardinals, and I don't mean to sound uh, snarky when I say that. Uh, but how, if I was the defensive coordinator in Arizona, how would I use him? Uh, you, first of all, you got Hicks, you got Campbell. Campbell, you just paid a lot of money to, mm-hmm. basically playing inside linebacker. Yeah. So those two are playing inside linebacker. You got Chandler Jones on the outside. He might fit in that outside linebacker, but I, I see I, Simmons is more of a slash. You're going to see him kind of how he was used at Clemson, playing some middle kind of safety linebacker-ish role. You'll see him out wide covering maybe even slot guys, like as like a safety tight ends. You'll probably see him cover backs of the backfield. I think you're going to see a lot more coverage out of him. He'll be more like a safety, and I think that's maybe where you need to take a look at him is he may become a safety in some of these leagues instead of a linebacker. Yep. They, they have him, I'm looking at our lad, our lads right now and they have him Simmons listed as the, as a weak side linebacker and the starting weak side linebacker and the backup strong safety. And that's, so like I said, play both. It depends on the, maybe the situation or, you know, I don't think he's going to injuries or, like I said, I see him in coverage a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, I don't understand how they have they have. It's almost like they took a three four and four three and combined all the terms on our lads. So I'm not sure how they got this figured out here. Yeah, they I don't, think I think they different. just didn't want to put out a. They didn't want to put out a depth chart without Simmons starting because obviously he's starting somewhere. But yep. what do you name that? I don't know. It, it's probably going to be a linebacker-ish position playing like an outside linebacker. And, you know, he'll he'll do a little bit of everything, I think, is the short answer. Um, is he yes. an LB2? Eh. Mm. I, I don't think he'll be productive enough to be an LB2. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think he'll be good, but I mean, looking at these rookies, he landed in a spot. I mean, they're going to play him. There's no doubt that they're going to play him. Eighth overall pick, he's a weapon on defense. However, some of his weapon skills might take away from his production. So I'm not overdrafting Simmons. If I have him on my team, I'm pretty happy about it because he is a playmaker. He's got the speed to go everywhere on the field. I, I don't think it yep. hurts your Hicks shares. Somebody mentioned Hicks shares. I don't think it affects that any because nope. 
Hicks is going to do what he does. No, I don't think so He's going to rack up tackles and if he stays healthy. Now, if somebody were to get hurt, Simmons could slide into a more traditional linebacker role. Um, you have to take a look at Hicks's contract to see when it's up to see if maybe he steps into like the, the lead middle linebacker um, in a year or so when Hicks might move on or they might move on from him. Uh, so that was the Simmons question here. Looks like Hicks is on a four-year deal. Yeah, but they can get out of that probably. He's he's year yep. one is done, so he's yep. got probably after this year they could probably get out from under it if they wanted to. Yep. A lot of these deals, I was looking at some deals earlier, like uh, and Anthony Barr's deal, and I think um, somebody else's deal. I think I looked at today. They're five year deals. Like Joe Schobert's deal. After like two years, they can get rid of you. So normally yep. it's like two right. years of guaranteed money, huge dead cap. And then after that, you can pretty much cut them. Obviously, I am not a cap expert yep. like our buddy Jason is, uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the breakdown of that. Another usage question from Facebook from Daniel Toth. Uh, mm. Any idea the Saints will use Zach Bond? Um, I did hear some of um, Sean Payton's interview on Saturday, and he, he talked about Zach Bond. And he's, you know, they, he was obviously a great value pick for them where they got him. And they, they said he could play a little bit of inside or he could play a little bit of outside. I, I see him starting out as an outside linebacker. Um, blitzing is where I see him starting out mostly. He played outside yep. linebacker at Wisconsin mm-hmm. as like an edge player. So he's going to probably start out doing a lot of that. Uh, maybe helping to pick up from where Davenport has been not producing like they expect. Uh, So I could see a lot of blitzing. I I don't see him playing full complement of snaps until maybe (laughs) a year or two. Um, He's definitely somebody to keep an eye on because he's talented. He slid in the draft uh, because of a diluted test is pretty much what they were uh, saying he slipped in the draft a little bit from but sean payton seems happy to have him and um i I could see that being zach bonds so if you're in a high sack league then you can go after him definitely it looks like looks like demario davis is on the last year of his contract too so yeah and he's he's an older fan take over that's that uh linebacker spot when davis is gone yeah and that's kind of what Peyton was saying but not saying. In coach speak, you don't want to kick your veterans out the door before you're done with them. This year seems to be the let's win one for Drew year. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're going to put all their chips in with the veterans and the, and everything. And then after this year, it could be Bond's job. So yeah, you, you could see them start to clear right. out with some of these guys. Yep. So, Hollywood, I'm going to knock out our other Facebook question real quick, and then we'll get back to your Twitter questions here. The, the first one was actually, does Malik Harrison's presence affect Patrick Queen's upside? Um, no. Nope. I would say no. I think it helps because they, they don't exactly have the same skill set. You'll see Malik no. Harrison be the one to leave the field on third down. So... 
with Patrick Queen is my number one linebacker. So I know a lot of people may have Simmons ahead. I have Queen ahead. Uh, look at C.J. Mosley's production at Baltimore, and that's what you can expect. Yep. And they, they needed linebackers as well. That that was one thing that they did need, and yeah. they, I mean, they filled them both. And both middle. of them, both yeah. of them will get to play. So yep, that's, nice. that's the same. Oh yeah, they'll both play. Yeah. With, yep. with Judon, Who's the other guy they have, Matt Judon. Judon. Yes. Matt Judon. So that's, yeah. So that's probably your three right there, maybe. Yep, that's what I was thinking. You're gonna have, yeah. you're gonna have Judon, Queen, and Harrison, and they're all kind of different, which will fit really good together, I think. Yeah, I mean they play a three-four, so you're going to see Bowser and Judon rushing on most downs, and then they got Campbell up front. So I mean, going to be a much improved defense, I think. I think they uh, they took it in the teeth with Derrick Henry and the Titans. So they uh, actually I, should, <laughs> I, I got that wrong. I should have said Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. See, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and the Titans. There's no need for you to be an ass. There's plenty of need. Anyway, Baltimore had a need for linebackers, so taking two of them isn't really. (laughs) It was a smart move on their part um, because they kind of cover. They got two good tackling inside linebackers to go with their edge compliments. And Tyus Bowser's a guy, I think, um, you know, it's, he's going into his third year now. He made a lot of progress in year two. He's not, you know, elite, but he made a lot of progress to the fact that they talked about trading Judon. They didn't really have a trade partner for him, I don't think. So what's next for us there, Daryl? Okay, so let's see. Uh at dynamic basti he wants to have he wants to know our top five at each position of defensive end linebacker and safety i think we've kind of mentioned some of those some of it yeah i mean some of the lower guys on the list not so much um well eric you want to start with defensive end and we'll kind of just go through okay oh obviously chase young is number one yeah he, that's that's a given. Um, I'm going to go with Yuter Gross Matos as number two. Um, he landed. They needed defensive help in Carolina. Looks good. Um, I'm going to go with A.J. Epinesa uh, to Buffalo as number three. We'll go Daryl Taylor, number four. And then I really like um, uh, actually Josh Uche landing in um, New England as well. So did you have Chase on list as outside linebacker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's what he had came as, um, what they went drafted him as. But if he uh, ends up as when he when he was drafted, they said defensive end. No, I, <laughs> I saw linebacker here, so that's all what I was going off of. But I mean, on a lot he, of if, yeah, on a lot of computer screens, he's listed as a linebacker because of L, how LSU lined up. But they but said if they, they said defensive end on the telecast. If if that's the case, then I put him as probably number two okay. behind Chase Young. That's what and I mean. Everybody else bumps down. Yeah, Daryl, how about your list? I know yours is probably like off the wall. Uh, no, actually, it's very similar to what Eric had. Um, I've got Chase Young at one. I've got Epineza at two. I think putting him up there next to Ed Oliver is just going to be ridiculous in a couple of years. Um, 
at three. Um, oh, shoot. My brain just went dead. Eric's number two. Oh, uh, Eater Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Yes, I've got Eater uh, Gross Matos at three. I've got Daryl Taylor at four. And at five, I went uh, – um, it's kind of hard. I, I had Uche as well. I, th- I think they're going to get creative New England with, with him. Um, you know, he played with Chase Winovich. That's his former teammate. So, I think he's probably going to play a little bit of everything, don't you think? Kind of a linebacker slash defensive end mm-hmm. kind of role like. Yeah. So, it kind of gets ugly after the first couple, folks. So, if you want a defensive end, you kind of <laughs> have to pay up uh, early in your drafts because once you get past, I think, Gross Matos, it's pretty much over. Yeah. Because um, a lot of these guys are, I mean, a lot of the edge guys are listed as linebackers. So, uh, like a guy that you could have maybe mentioned a week ago, uh, Julian Aquara, is listed as a linebacker. They, the Detroit Lions drafted him as an outside linebacker. So you, you got to look at those designations that the team assigns because without OTAs and things, it's going to be what the team assigns most yep. of the time um, for your teams. MFL, you know, uh, Gary Davenport does those, and he's not going to have much data to go off of except maybe preseason. I think you might see some some more changes towards the end of preseason just because he'll get to see some games and see where these guys are playing. Um, but, yeah, not a lot of defensive ends drafted. Uh, my list was pretty similar. Chase Young, uh, I have Chase on at number two because that's – how he was announced as a defensive end. So uh, you guys have him on your linebacker right. list, I guess. Um, I have him on the defensive end list. I have Epineza at number three. I think he's in a good spot. I don't think Buffalo really is, you know, Trent Murphy is not a world beater by any means. So I think he can step right <laughs> in and split some time with him. Uh, and like I said, they have a massive offensive line. Harrison Phillips and star uh, Lutu Lele, um, who's still there. Jerry Hughes is there. So they have a pretty decent front line and good linebackers. That that Buffalo defense all around is good. Um, so I think he steps right in and, and gets a chance to produce. I have Gross Matos at four. He stepped into a nice spot. I do worry about him getting changed to a linebacker because of the uh, formations. Right. So I don't yep, know. That's very possible. Yep. So it could be that he's not even a defensive end like Brian Burns. Um, <laughs> so right now he's at four for me and I have Daryl Taylor. Uh, I hope Daryl that he is uh, what you've told me he is. Cause um, he really is. I mean, he's a little bit inconsistent. I mean, that's when you watch the tape, it'll show up because that's just what he is. But when he's dialed in, he's every good as – I think he's every good as what Brian Burns was last year. I mean, he's that type of player. He's tall. He's got length. He's got good bend. Um, he could play 4-3 end or he could play the 3-4 outside linebacker. Well, and have, for you all – so. I mean, in Seattle, for you all, You've, who have you got, really? You don't really have a whole lot. Rasheed Green has not really panned out. Uh, you've got Okwara, I think it is, um, or Mayo, whatever his name is. Benson Mayo, yeah. 
Yeah, Benson Mayo. Uh, I mean, you've got a couple of veterans in front of him, but it's not flashy. And you've got a couple of young guys that really hasn't panned out. LJ Collier's not done anything. Mm-hmm. I think Taylor is better than all of those guys. He just he just needs a little pro coaching, get his game polished up a little bit, and get consistent. And y'all y'all are gonna really love him. I mean, he's he's a really good uh, defensive end. I hope so, because, uh, like you said, there's not much there. They also took Elton Robinson from Syracuse, so they got a couple young rushers in there to try to push some of the vets maybe a little bit. They still could sign Clowney. Clowney's still out there. Mm-hmm. There's a report that they're, they're still in touch. They're still communicating. You know, They haven't shut the door on it, but I don't see it happening. I don't either. Because they have uh, so many And from what I'm hearing on my end is – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was going to say they cut DJ Fluker today, which might open up some cap space and some money. Maybe that is what they're doing to sign Clowney or Griffin or somebody. You know, they, There's still a chance that a pick uh, – not a pick, but a signing could happen. See, this is funny because we're both tied to Clowney. You've, you're the former team, and the Titans are chasing him. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm hearing on my end is while talks have kind of cooled, everybody knows that Vrabel coached him in Houston. He really likes him. But there is a date coming up tomorrow, I think. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this, but I think the date is, the date is tomorrow. Tennessee can sign him and not have to give up a compensation pick for him. Mm-hmm. That so could be what they're waiting on. I think that's part of the deal on Tennessee's end. I, yeah. I think they want him. Now, the next question would be the contract itself. You know, how much is he willing to take or whatever. But I think on our end, it's it's the compensation pick. They don't want to give it up. So once that date passes where that goes by, I think they'll ramp back up talks and say, hey, do you want to play here or not? What's it going to cost? And then go from there. So, But I do think it's one of us, too. I think it's Tennessee or Seattle's where he plays. Yeah, it's looking like that. Uh, linebackers, moving on to line. I mean, like Edge, there's four or five guys, and that's about it. Yep, there's not much. It's not – if you need an edge, you got to go – I mean, Chase Young's going late first <clears throat> from what I've kind of heard. I didn't get many results, but – um, he's going pretty right. high. And then yep. the other ends are going pretty quick. Uh, Linebacker-wise, uh, I'll give you my list first here. It's uh, going to be pretty similar to what you guys have, I think. I have Queen going one, uh, Isaiah Simmons two, Kenneth Murray three, Logan Wilson from Cincinnati going four, and I have uh, Willie Gay Jr. from Kansas City going five. And that might be a patience pick because they still have Hitchens there, but they lost Ragland. I don't know. They, they don't have a dominant linebacker on that team. Right. And I think if they really liked Gay from Mississippi State here, that he could step in and possibly be that. Who wants to go next? Go, go ahead, Eric. Oh, all right. Guys, uh, too nice. Got to take the reins. I'll take uh, uh, Patrick Queen as my number one. Patrick, or, uh, yeah, yeah, Patrick Queen one. Kenneth Murray two. Isaiah Simmons three. Mainly just because is he going to play linebacker? Is he going to be safety? We don't know really yet. Um, 
Logan Wilson four, and then I have Malik Harrison as number as number five. I think he's matched up with Queen. I think they're going to make a a good duo there in in Baltimore. Yeah. How about you, Daryl? Uh, pretty close to what y'all. I have Simmons still at one, but Patrick Queen closes the gap really quickly. Um, he's my number two and number three, I have Logan Wilson and Dan, you know, I've been preaching and preaching about him for some time now. And Cincinnati, they knew they had issues at linebacker and they addressed that aggressively. They took Logan Wilson uh, with the first pick of the third. He should, I'm surprised he wasn't a second round pick to be honest with you. And if he'd have went much longer, uh, some, if, if Cincinnati didn't take him there, he was going very quickly. Uh, Kenneth Murray, I have it four. I love him in San Diego. Or, <laughs> shoot, San Diego. San Diego. The, San Diego. Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> With the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, they've we've talked about it numerous times. They've tried different people. It's not worked out. I think this is their guy with what for what they want to do there. Uh, and then at number five, I'm surprised neither one of y'all had it or had him. I'm going with the King Davis Gaith- uh, Gaither or Gaither Davis, however you say his name. Uh, Cincinnati, just like I said, they have issues at linebacker. They needed it, and they got both of them. They got an outside guy, and they got an inside guy. So this is going to help them really, really, really good, especially in that division with Joe Mixon and Lamar Jackson and uh, – um, his running back, Mark Ingram, and uh, oh, his, Pittsburgh was his, his running back next year is going to be J.K. Dobbins. But. Well, probably, but you see my point. That that, yeah. that division is loaded with running backs and running quarterbacks, so I think I think they're loading up on defense. That's what they wanted to do, and that's, I like it. Yeah. Um, you could also throw Troy Dye in there, I think, as a fifth. I almost I mean, started to. I really did. That, that fifth? Your fifth-ranked guy, I think, could be about ten different people. To be honest, I mean, it depends right. on where you look. Because there, there is, there was some good late, mid to late round. I mean, Seahawks took Jordan Brooks in the first round. You know, I don't know if you watched much tape on him. I, I really didn't. I have to check some out this week to see why. Try to rationalize what John Schneider was thinking. Um, I think Eric I mentioned a little. I thought that. I but, thought that was a little high. I was surprised they well, took him there. Everybody um, thought it was high, but Eric said apparently <laughs> Cincinnati uh, was interested in Brooks, and maybe that's why they pulled the trigger at that point because Cincinnati had the first pick of the second day. Yeah, it could have been. But still, like you have, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, KJ Wright is probably not making past this year, but you have Cody Barton. Like you must not like Cody Barton if you make this pick. He must not be the future here. And uh, I could I could honestly see Jordan Brooks playing this year in the Sam role on first and second down and then bring in Bruce Irvin on third down. They Bruce Irvin again to rush the passer a little bit too, so Yeah. Um so that's uh linebacker wise. Seems like Eric has uh left us. I don't know what happened there, but uh safety yeah, sure may have had a child uh i know it's it's about <laughs> 9 15 there on the, the the central or mountain time whatever um so maybe maybe children had to be tended to 
Uh, safeties. <laughs> and here's where landing spot was pretty good <clears throat> for all of these guys that I have on my list. I just kind of put them in their prime spots. Uh, I have McKinney number one. He is my number one coming in. Uh, I think him and Peppers will kind of split duties uh, in the, with the Giants. I still have McKinney number one. He is my favorite safety to watch. Um, number two, and here's where you are probably going to disagree with me a lot. I have Chin in his spot in Carolina because I think that's a prime safety spot. The landing spot matters a lot to me in that case. He's a talented kid. And uh, I think they traded up to make sure they got mm-hmm. him. So I have him to uh, – I have Winfield at three. Winfield's landing spot. Uh, I forget. It's off my head. We're still processing all this stuff oh. if you haven't caught Tampa Bay. He's going to start right away. Tampa Bay, yeah. He's better than Evans. Yep. He's better than Whitehead. So one of those two is going to be out of a job. Um. Winfield will start yes. pretty much day one. Uh, then I have Delpit going to Cleveland. I think that's a good spot. Mm-hmm. Carl Joseph is probably yep. going to stay at strong safety, letting Delpit hang back, play center field. I think his big playability will be nice there. Production-wise, maybe not so much unless he gets some picks. I think a good comp for him for IDP is think Eddie Jackson. He'll get you a few tackles. Mm. Big plays are what you're going to like about him. And when he doesn't make the big plays, you're just not going to get much out of him. And at five, I have uh, Kyle Duggar going to the hoodie. Mm. So what do you got? Okay. We're actually very similar. Um, I have Xavier McKinney. I think he's going to be a little more impactful than what you think. I know you think he's going to split with Pepper some, but well, I mean, Pepper's uh, who's their starting from? They're, they're, they're both going to play their, the field. Right. I meant that they're both going to be playing. Back, uh, yeah. yeah. They've not brought back Bethea. So, um, one of them could slide over to that strong safety. Maybe it's McKinney, but I think they're just going to run with two free safeties and, and just let them have at it. And those are, it's, it's, you know, you putting your best 11 on the field and I think, those two have got to be part of your best 11. So, well, but I one, think McKinney's definitely going to have an impact there. Go ahead. One thing about McKinney, Julian Love is there too. And I, I kind of looked at the situation today before we came on for preparing for the magazine uh, that's getting released. By the way, you can pre order that on idpguys.org and uh, get both of our opinions on some of these rookies' landing spots and our pre draft process on these guys um i was high on mckinney from the get-go his landing spot doesn't change that julian love could go back to corner at this point I because think i think i think he does i think love plays nickel corner and i think the giants play a lot of yep. three down linemen three line i think a three three five makes a lot of sense for the giants especially seeing what the Cowboys did with CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, and Gallup on the field all the time. They're not going to take those three off the field. The Eagles reloaded with offensive wide receiver weapons. I think you're going to see the Giants playing a lot of package, sub-package. 
So who that fourth linebacker is doesn't matter for them. Right. So you can go back to your list now. Uh, Want to go <laughs> so over at number that two. <laughs> so at number two, we actually agreed. I have Jeremy Chin. I think the landing spot sealed it for me with him. Um, I love it. I mean, you you get a chance to. They got Derek Brown up front. You've got those linebackers, um, Shaq Thompson and um, oh help me, the one to hear Whitehead. To hear Whitehead. To hear Whitehead. I could have bet money. Ryan you would have had Winfield too. It's close, but I think the 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 landing spot for Chin is a little better. Yeah. Uh, I do have Winfield at three. Um, I just like like you said, he's better than Whitehead and those guys down there in Tampa. He should start right away as well. Mm -hmm. uh, four, um, I went with Grant Delpit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like it. I mean, he's going to be you know he's considered one of the best safeties in the class. I think he's going to get his fair share. Uh, two and then at five, I had Kyle Duggar, so I like that. His he's going to be used in so many ways in New England punt returns, kick returns, safety, special teams. Don't be surprised you don't see him slide down in the box as a linebacker at times. I think what he's going to do and what Bill Jack's going to do with him is going to be amazing. Yeah. Sorry, got some some tweets here trying to see where Eric was. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, our safety lists are identical. We agree on something for once. I know. <laughs> How about it? And we didn't even talk about this beforehand. So this is completely blind. We didn't really talk about safeties at all before <laughs> the show started. So, um, so I think we covered all the. I think there's one more question to cover. You remember what it was? I think it was about Micah Kaiser. Kaiser oh, yeah. say. The fantasy outlaw. Yeah, fantasy outlaw wants to know with no with the Rams not really drafting any linebackers or signing anybody in free agency, is Kaiser the linebacker to own? I don't know that we want to answer this question because I think uh I think the fantasy outlaw is our new uh opponent in uh the next level S uh league that we are co owning. But <laughs> Oh really? Well, then, so. sorry, you'll have to pay for our insight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I believe that uh, is the fantasy outlaw here. Um, but, yeah, Micah Kaiser still seems to me a two-down guy. Kenny Young is still there, and maybe he's a little better. I, I don't know. My And I mentioned this beforehand. We, we were talking about this question a little bit off air. Uh, who's to say an Alec Ogletree reunion isn't in the mix? The Giants let him go. True. The Rams could use some help, a linebacker, big time. I mean, they signed Leonard Floyd, and they, they – Leonard – the depth chart, our lads, I like their depth charts. Sometimes what they have is not reality. They've Leonard Floyd at inside linebacker, and that's not happening. Leonard Floyd's a pass rushing outside linebacker. He's going to be yeah, the replacement for Dante Fowler. Um, they also, I think, mm -hmm. drafted somebody. The Rams did. I don't have it off the top of my head. Like I said, man, we are uh, still digesting all of this. It's been not yes. even. 
been about 24, a little over 24 hours um, since I got done watching the draft. I was a little... Actually, I finished up with the end of the draft. Um, but... And a record 55 million people watched the draft. Well, there's nothing else to do, man. <laughs> nothing know, else man, to that's, do. That's amazing, though. Oh, actually, uh, they did get a nice edge player, Terrell Lewis from Alabama. So Floyd and him, um, they did draft Clay Johnston from Baylor on the inside. I don't yeah. think he's a threat. He's a seventh-round pick. They didn't, that's not a lot yeah, of draft capital. Too much. Um, so, yeah, Terrell Lewis I like as an edge player, but they needed another edge player badly because they basically had Leonard Floyd, and that was about it. Um, I can bring up their depth chart real quick. But Kaiser seems to have the inside track to start at linebacker from, you know, what we gathered. The issue that we have right now is we don't know anything because we don't get even get the COTAs, which is, you know, where we normally see some of the formations and where guys line up and stuff like that. And Eric's back. I have no idea what happened there. I don't know either. I said, I said he left. I said it's Hollywood been having all the technical <laughs> issues. Hey, uh, but uh, we did go over safeties just to, to recap. Me and Daryl actually agreed on something. Oh, that's a shocker. Uh, yeah, I had, we we both had <laughs> McKinney, McKinney, Chin, Winfield, Delpit, and Duggar as our top five. So, what was your top five? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what mine is. McKinney, uh, McGinney, Chin. Yeah, that's pretty much what mine is. I like yeah. McKinney, Chin, uh, Duggar, Delpit, and then uh, probably – I like Kayvon Wallace. I really like Kayvon Wallace and his landing spot. And uh, he may not have a starting spot right away, but – So Winfield's not even in the top five? His injury concerns are, are big, but he's, he's number six. They are. He is number six, so – I, I really like uh, Kayvon Wallace. I I like his landing spot. I think he's going to get the starting spot sooner rather than later. Yep. I think he will, too. And uh, Brian Dawkins. Love your boy Chan down there in Carolina. That's going to be huge. That one, I love that pick. Yeah. The pair up next to uh, Trey Boston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yep. Kayvon Wallace got uh, endorsed yep. by. And Duggar, I think uh, we kind of touched now. on the Go ahead. I was going to say, Go Kayvon ahead. Wallace got endorsed by Brian Dawkins, former Clemson Tiger, uh, to Philly fan. Um, basically told Philly uh, fan, hey, uh, you know, look out for this dude. He's going to be good. So, and Dawkins knows a thing or two about playing safety in Philly. Just just a little bit. Just just a little. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little it bit. It's a little off. He, he's probably not. You know, he probably won't get to start any job this year and maybe not next year. We'll see. But I really think he will be the starting one of the starting safeties in, in Philly sooner rather than later. Yeah. Right. So, Daryl, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say uh, we kind of touched on it talking about Duggar in uh, New England. If you're playing in leagues where you get uh, points for return yardage and touchdowns, that's going to be an extra added value for him because I see him doing a lot of that for them. Yeah. Yep. That was an excellent question posed by um, Troy the, the, at DFF Voice was asking uh, somebody, I forget who, he was asking, uh, 
what's your outlook on receivers and, and stuff that return kicks? Who like who's gonna be in line to return kicks? And uh, it's one to look out for. You know, yep. Uh, yep. definitely returning kicks, return yardage. Those are some sneaky points you can get. I know there's a Yahoo league that I yep. would uh, like. Cordell Patterson was a great get at wide mm-hmm. receiver. He didn't do crap as a wide receiver that entire year I had him, but his return yards would outscore a bunch because it was so. I mean, it, it's a glitch, but you got to take advantage of the glitches in your league. Yep, you do. So, right. Do we have any? I mean, I think we hammered home all the questions. Um, I guess just yeah, any. I think that's all that I see. I'm... Any quick thoughts? It seemed to me, first round, it seemed to me it was an offensive heavy draft between the linemen, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers. It seemed very offense heavy to me. Um, it was heavy on corners, which is probably why I might have thought it was offensive heavy because. <laughs> Yeah, you know. just looking, six six cornerbacks went in the first round. Yeah, so I mean... <laughs> couple that, couple shockers, couple shockers, but yeah. six of them. That's quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. Cool. Corners are a very important part of a real NFL team. I just don't care about them for fantasy. <laughs> so. yeah, unless, unless you have... Well, you're going to have to do that like. Unless you have stats like pass deflections and interceptions and that stuff really high, you know you won't see. Yeah, you won't you won't see them going very high in drafts at all. Yep. Anyways, any other things stand out to you about the draft mm-hmm. as a whole? I mean, we had um, none of our guests got drafted. Uh, we found out that uh, Bryce Huff signed with as an undrafted free agent with the Jets. Uh, we hope to have him on shortly, um, especially since there's not yep. a whole lot going on. Uh, maybe we can get some of these guys on. Yeah, um, I, um, I actually reached out to him and mentioned that, and he said, yeah, he would love to, uh, to come back on the show with us. Uh, I'm assuming once he gets up there and gets settled and – whatever we'll bring him back but we also had another one cam gill uh the uh, pass rusher from wagner he signed with tampa bay so uh, uh that's two of our interviews that signed a uh, little news uh robbie wallace the guy from wingate he is going to the cfl so the these guys are going it's just different places they're you know they might have to work their way up a little bit but i believe in them i, th- I really love that for bryce huff he's got a good opportunity there to, to make that squad so what you're telling me is we're best friends with Jamal Adams and Tom Brady now. That's how I'm taking it. That's what I'm telling everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said in Tampa, there's probably a rule. Like unless Tom talks to you first, you don't, you don't talk to Tom. No, yep. I can see that being a rule. Uh, probably. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was an interesting draft. Um, the beginning was kind of boring. It was pretty much yeah. chalk. Like, it was like, I mean, Andrew Thomas wasn't the tackle everybody thought the Giants were going to take, but they, they we, yeah. the position was there. I mean, actually, I think I had Thomas penciled in there, and then I took him out because Daryl talked me out of it. Sure. Blame me for it. <laughs> 
I mean, I had Tua and Herbert flipped because I thought Miami was going to worry too much about the medicals. Um, turns out they didn't care. They got their guy. He looked good mm-hmm. enough for them in those videos. I had Brown and Simmons. Um, I had Jacksonville. Yeah, I can't remember, but the they Jets, needed a cornerback though. They they did, but I think with the depth, they could have gotten one in the second round. Agreed, agreed. They have I mean, other. Fulton I mean, they Diggs. did fill in. They did take Chase on in you know later in the first two. So yeah, um, Dallas had a really good draft getting Diggs. They they were talking post draft about Diggs possibly playing some safety. So maybe they did get their safety. They did not draft a safety. I had them taking McKinney. But if CD Lamb falls in your lap, I didn't predict that CD Lamb would fall in their lap like that. So right. Yeah, and they didn't want to let the Eagles have him either. So better you better protect yourself. But you see, <laughs> I, I get that, but you can't I don't know, the Eagles did it to the Cowboys. They did jumped they, up. Did they really do that for the just I the think Cowboys? they did because the Cowboys needed that tight end, and the Eagles went right right ahead of them and took Goddard right from them. I and they had Ertz; they didn't need a tight end. They deserved it. They suck. <laughs> Look at how the Eagles used Goddard, though. They brought a lot oh, of yeah. two tight end sets, and it's it's part of their offense now. I mean, they ran that with Trey Burton too. They lost Trey Burton when they did that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing with. Anyway, with their first round or their second round. I don't think teams go out there and say, I'm taking this person to keep somebody from getting them. You take a guy because, I mean, C.D. Lamb, you take because he fell in your lap and you didn't have to move up to get him. Yeah, that was a pretty good good get, though. I mean, mean, they did. It's it's hard to argue with. Hard to argue with them. Both of those picks with with Diggs, too. They didn't have to move up. They fell right in their laps and they got him. Um, they got um, a steal later in the draft. They got Gallimore, mm-hmm. who's Canadian, apparently. Uh, Dingus filled us in on that the other day, that he is Canadian. <laughs> uh, he made sure to, to point that out. Uh, <laughs> Bradley and, and I, too. I like Bradley the, and Yeah, I. Bradley and I, really late, fell in their laps. Yep. And he's Six actually round. one that... Keep an eye on that, because even though they did make some signings at defensive end, um, he's definitely a guy that could – I mean, he, he really impressed at the Senior Bowl. I don't know why he dropped so much. <clears throat> but, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, look through here um, for any other things that stand out. Like Terrell Lewis was a good pick, at outside linebacker for the Rams. I hate to see yep. the Rams get better, but um, – Yes. Defensive tackles, IDP-wise, don't draft them. <laughs> They're good players. I love Derek Brown's tape, and I love Derek Brown as a player, but... Yeah, it's... He's going to be a nose tackle, for the most part. Like I said, you don't you don't draft him unless, you know... You draft him late if you can. I mean... Yeah, unless you have crazy stats, too, like quarterback yeah. hurries or, you know, stuff like that. Stuff since... St- you know, you don't want to jump too high on those guys. I just remember last year, everybody's rushing out, and, and I was included in this, rushing out to get Ed Oliver, Quinn Williams, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter mm-hmm. Lawrence was probably the best point getter out of all of them. And 
he was like the fourth or fifth one taken. Quinn Williams never really got going. Ed Oliver had decent stats. Uh, but, you know, they went pretty high last year, you know, like third round high in a rookie draft. And that's kind of unheard of. for That's a little bit high. Yep. But uh, that's where they were to... going. I mean, some people even second round for Ed Oliver and stuff. Yeah. Try to beat Daryl to him, I guess. Um, I guess so. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I'm picking Kinlaw. I think Kinlaw has the best upside as far as sacks and tackles because he's got the best supporting cast. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure he's sliding right into Buckner's role. I mean, the, the Colts basically traded Javon Kinlaw for DeForest Buckner. Yep. Is basically what they did. Yep. And when, when people were mocking that, I'm like, why would they do that? And I know it has to do with money and all that, but uh, he's going to play alongside with Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead, D Ford. Well, it's the same thing that Detroit Nick Bosa. did. Nick you Bosa, know, yeah. You know, they traded away um, Darius Slay and drafted Okuda. It's, you know, that's basically what they did. See, but Slay, I think, is on the downturn, so I think they got a better. They didn't give up the first-round pick. True, yeah. true. Yeah. I honestly think Detroit could have probably traded back, but the problem is you needed a dance partner to do that, and that's that's the trouble I've been having yep. with these drafts that I'm in is, is you need somebody that wants to jump up and get the picks. If nobody yeah. wants to jump up and get the picks, then you can say, I want to trade back all mm-hmm. you want, but mm-hmm. if you don't have somebody that wants to come up, then... Uh, you know, I, I think you could have seen more trades if we didn't have to deal with what we are right now you know with not being able to get out and scout some more of these go to pro days and yeah stuff like that i think i think you would have seen more trades you know in this year but i think it was just it was just really one of them a really different year and you know maybe next year it'll be different but yeah absolutely um, so before we kind of get any further, number one, uh, all three of us are working on the magazine and I already kind of plugged it once. Let me plug it again. Uh, we're wrapping that up. We're getting mock drafts. We're getting our write-ups done. We're getting everything, uh, kind of putting a bow on it, so to speak. Um, so we want to definitely push that out there, um, you, you can just get the IDP magazine if you want, or you could get the Dynasty Football Digest offensive version. And then, or you could get the combo. The combo is your best deal. Um, you can get it in print or digital. Um, so check out idpguys.org mm. and click on the banner there. It says order me. And you know, help support us, help support the multiple sites that worked on it. Um, speaking of multiple yep. sites, uh, multiple sites worked together the other night to put on the uh, live draft cast. I know Daryl wishes he was there for more of it. Um, Daryl hates StreamYard me. right now. We are actually on StreamYard. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to thank everybody that popped on with us, uh, all the representatives from the IDP guys, the Dynasty Vipers. And um, Statement Games was our sponsor for that, as well as um, Big 3 IDP joined us. Uh, We also had Bob Lung on. Um, We had 
a few guys from Dynasty Football Digest writing side. And Dr. Ethan Turner, the official doctor of the IDP Nation podcast. And we have smart people that listen to us. So that's it's always a plus. And of course, our uh, Aussie super fan, Peter, popped on with us. And um, DFF Voice was there. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anybody. The Lanigan Brothers. Ooh, dingus. Oh, yeah, Dingus. Dingus was the... Uh, Dingus had to take <laughs> Hollywood's place as uh, co-host all night. Dingus was bringing the knowledge, though. He uh, he was on for game night two as well. And uh, Calvin and Hobby, who asked us a question earlier, he was on for quite a bit of the night as well. Bob's Three-Toed Warriors. I was so ticked off. I didn't Don't even forget. Oh, yeah. I didn't even finish watching the first round. I just went to bed. Yeah. And we had Johnny the Greek on, Cody Parker, Todd Foster, Adam Markham from the Big Three IDP. Um, so we look forward to having those guys on the show. Uh, pretty much, just about all of them, unless they don't want to talk about IDP, then you know, maybe we'll just <laughs> start a Zoom meeting and talk for forty minutes or whatever with them, just for fun. But uh, we also had night two. Night two was uh, not really advertised as much and. Not many views. I don't know if there's been more views since we uh, posted it on YouTube, but uh, two-thirds of the Dynasty Trades HQ joined us. Uh, the Madman and Blitz, FF Blitz, joined us, as well as uh, Dingus and Calvin Hobby. Uh, Calvin joined us for that night, two, where we just kind of sat around BSing about the draft. We didn't follow it as closely, although there were some picks that we kind of talked about. We talked about the death of the veteran running back, which reminds me, we kind of didn't hit that one part of the question about uh, veteran veterans that won. Like Shaq Thompson won because he didn't get a linebacker mm-hmm. drafted to yep. take his middle linebacker spot. Um, the Browns linebackers, I think, won. They did have Phillips, I think, was drafted. I'm trying to think, go back here. But uh, Mac Wilson and uh, Sion Takitaki should pretty much be um, in line for starting spots there. Who else was uh, drafted by Cleveland here? I know there's somebody that was drafted, but I don't think they're going to really – mess with um jacob phillips jacob phillips yeah in the in the third round i still think it's mac wilson and taki taki i mean sam position you normally come off the field on third downs um so yeah i mean a third round pick i mean mac wilson was a fifth round pick but he saw a lot of time last year so yep again different um Joe Woods, defensive coordinator. I don't know a whole lot about Joe Woods, defensive coordinator, but um, Mac Wilson seemed to be the guy as far as, you know, vocal leader, talking about how he wanted Isaiah Simmons. But, uh, but yeah. So, I think they won. I don't know. Haven't really had time to digest all this, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 
So uh, uh, getting back to our rookies, one that I really liked was Curtis Weaver, the edge rusher from uh, Boise State, signed with the Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, that was be, a, he's going to get a huge, huge opportunity for him there. That was a really good late round pick too. Yeah, I'm surprised yes, he fell that he, he fell that far. Yeah, I did too. But I think some of the knock is because he didn't do it in you know like the SEC or the ACC. He was out there in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. But he's a little unpolished, a little inconsistent too. But man, he when he gets after you, he's got a motor. He can he can get on it. Great. Yeah, like Bradley and I, we talked about him. I'm yeah, Bradley and I was a good spot. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I also like um, Akeem Davis Gaither's spot Cincinnati. in Cincinnati. Yeah, we, Cincinnati as yes. well. We talked you about know, him while you were on a hiatus here. For oh, a minute, okay. So, but yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, we, we honestly that we talked about how that fifth spot in, in our rankings it might be pretty fluid for me because as information comes out, you know, I, I don't think Gay is going to start right away, but. You know, there's a lot of guys that may not be in the prime position they're going to be in in a couple years. You know, you got to kind of project forward a little bit. Like Anthony Hitchens is not very good at football. So <laughs> who's going to take his spot? It's probably going to be Willie Gay or Dorian O'Daniel. I've been on Dorian O'Daniel bandwagon since he was drafted, and he's done basically nothing. He had a few nice plays in the playoffs last year, but, you know, needs an opportunity. Um, Evan Weaver to the right uh, to Arizona. That kind of surprised mm-hmm. me. Where's he going to play? We, we just talked about back. we just talked about how loaded that linebacker room is. Where's he going to play? I know. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at him and I'm going through the list and I, I run across him. Another one I like is Antoine Brooks, the safety from Maryland that went to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers. I think he's got a good chance there too. Yeah. So, um, there's some good value picks late in the late, draft. Yeah. yeah, there there were, and you know, doing the the research that we do for the magazines and the rankings and things that we do, um, really helps you actually know who these people are. I mean, there are some guys that I have no clue. Offensive linemen, I have no clue. Right. But you know, <laughs> you, you you know most of the names, and you're like, oh yeah, where did this guy end up? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is good. You, you can actually form somewhat opinions and. The things that I don't have opinions right. on, I, I um, every year I follow along. Obviously, day one I didn't follow along because I was a little busy, but uh, I follow along with the Thor. Four, he was the Thor four hundred, I think, last year. But Thor Nystrom has his you know top five hundred prospects, <clears throat> and um, he makes comps yeah, for every, he makes comps for every player. Damn. Um, do, do you know who? Uh, who his comp for Jalen Hurts was? No. Take a guess. What do you think his comp for Jalen Hurts was? Jalen Hurts. Uh... Oh, man, I don't even know. Uh... Any ideas, Eric? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to blank. blank. You'll never get it because it's not even uh... a football player. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's not even fair. <laughs> that's what made it so funny. It was Ricky Rubio from the uh, the point guard from the Timberwolves or wherever he is now. Oh shit! And oh, you know, man. every once in a while, he'll throw one of those diamonds in there. And you're like, oh man, that's funny. Um, that's funny. Oh, 
Eric's guy that he wanted wanted to mention, Derek Tuska. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, from North Dakota State. There, that it long shot to yeah. shot to make the roster, but that was nice seeing though. There's another small school guy that that snuck in there in the seventh round, and hopefully he can make his name for himself in, here in Denver. So, yeah. One other guy that I was when I was looking through here was. Um, uh, Mikhail Walker. He was drafted in the fourth round by Atlanta, uh, inside linebacker. If uh, Deion Jones gets hurt again, Walker could uh, step right up into that role. Yeah. My dream come true didn't happen yep. of Choi Dai going to uh, the Falcons. I thought he'd fit great there. Yeah, he, he well they pat oh no Mikael Walker went right before die. Yeah. Anyways. For him. I think we're about wrapped yeah, up because like it seems like we're we're we're, we're kind of uh, in that draft hangover, so to speak, because it's just <laughs> so much stuff. Yep. You have so much stuff that you're just trying to get out there and it's just crazy, but anyways, any of the last things to mention here before we get out of here? Nope, I, I'm mm -hmm. good, Daryl. I think we covered it. <laughs> no, I think we covered everything. All right. Now I can't find the outro music. It's going to be like a weekly thing here. <laughs> Gotta get the hang of it. Well, um, we're supposed to have like a pretty cool... Um, system where i can just um click some buttons like on screen and our stuff plays oh nice that's in the process of happening so it's not happened yet so until then i have to kind of search for stuff here so i'll try to kill another minute and see see if it can pop up here <laughs> i'm also using a different computer so but yeah it doesn't look like it's popping up uh, but anyway, we will be back again. Um, I don't know. I think we'll probably take a week to digest the draft, be back next Tuesday. Uh, Dig, we're kind of waiting for – we could probably record a show in a week or so with some, some of the transfer news and stuff like that. But, yeah, there's nothing really going on in yeah. college because most college campuses are shut down until further notice, so. A little crazy. Yep. But anyways, no outro music. We'll, we'll do this acapella style. You guys can start singing. Daryl, here's, here's, here's your chance to be a lounge singer. I'll pass. <laughs> anyways, it's been fun. It's been real. Good night now. Go Hawks. See you guys. Later. <laughs>